The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Mogul Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Real Estate Mogul Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Justine Pasculala. Justine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. No, it's our pleasure. Now, uh, so you're a, a residential real estate broker, correct? Yes. So uh, which office do you work out of? I'm in the Michigan office in downtown. Of what brokerage? Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So Berkshire Hathaway. It's an amazing organization that's part of uh, the, um, uh, God, what's his name? Warren Buffett, right? Yes. Yeah, no, no. So tell me how you got into real estate to even begin with. I started because I, in my family, real estate was already kind of, in in the topic because gotcha. my brother he's an architect and my dad my stepdad he owns two buildings um two uh, investment properties and i at that time i was in college i was in and out of college i was just trying to figure out what i wanted to do um i was actually about to major in well not major in but get into nursing oh wow yeah. Very different than real estate. Very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my I grew up in a household where having a nine to five job was is really important. Gotcha. So nursing kind of just felt like a no brainer because I was my mom always told me, yeah, you get into nursing when you graduate, you get a job right away. So it's job security yep. and then you make pretty decent money. So I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of want that. But um I read this book that my bro- my brother introduced to me. Um, it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, it doesn't really have anything to do with becoming a realtor, more so on real estate investing. Uh, but it was kind of something that introduced the topic to me. And from there, I decided to get my real estate license. Interesting. Now, this is something you picked up on your own, like the book you just decided, this looks interesting, I want to read it. Yeah, and my brother was kind of sending me like quotes that he would send, and mm. I was like, "Oh, that." He he gave a different perspective in life as well For because sure. he. I don't know if you've read the book. Have, yeah. You have yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. perfect. So yeah, you know yeah, yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. Like the he describes just the what society thinks of just have having that nine to five job, and it just it was very it hit home because sure. everything he was saying about his poor dad. It was everything I was told growing up. So it just, it definitely just gave me a different perspective. Which has worked really hard for very little, right? That's essentially exactly that, that mentality. Yeah. So, so I mean, that does seem to be something that, that you kind of broke away from in terms of that mindset. And was that part of that shift in choosing real estate over? Um, it, it seems like it was less about the actual profession and more just about realizing like it's a mindset, right? And I'm doing these things yeah. that have more of a poverty mindset than mm-hmm. like abundance, I guess, if you will, right? Definitely. And it's actually interesting because I didn't mention this, but my brother was actually the first one who broke the cycle in my family with the nine to five job. Interesting. Like going the entrepreneurial route or? Yes. So my brother, he played professional basketball in the Philippines. Nice. Yeah, so I kind of saw that firsthand, all the stuff that my family gave him, like 
basketball is not long term. There's an there there's an expiration date, and you know, just giving him the whole talk about trying to stop him <laughs> not to get into it. So for sure, yeah, he was the first one to break the, to break the cycle. So was it a lot easier for you when you had that conversation? Like, you know what, I'm not doing the nursing thing. I'm gonna go real estate. Sort of, yeah. yeah. It was it was a little bit easier, but at the same time, they were a little worried. Yeah, yeah. Because no, and I'm sure. I mean, they were concerned with you know for you, wanting to see you succeed. So when you first got started, um, was it just total culture shock? Were you like, "What the heck am I doing here?" Like, yeah, what did I get myself into. Yeah, pretty much. It was. I I told myself like, "Oh yeah, I've I've always done sales, so this should be easy." But it was it was very different. It's a very different type of sale. What, what kind of sales were you doing before? Well, I was. I worked in retail, okay. and I also um, I had a small little clothing line that I did. What? Yeah. How about that? How do you, just like more of a passion project than anything else, or, or yeah, how, yeah, a passion project. That's a good way to put it. And, yeah. and I, I take it it's not something you're currently doing full time right now. You're still focusing on real estate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that design aspect, though, if you're talking about fashion and you know the way things. Uh, work together in terms of an aesthetic, right? I'm sure that helps a lot in real estate. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. It gives you an eye for an empty space. The fashion of the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like interior designing too, so. Now, in terms of the, the clientele that you work with now, I mean, is it a lot of, you know, first-time home buyers? Of what, what, or I guess, what do you specialize in? Is it neighborhood-wise? How does that work for you in terms of what you focus, your energy or your marketing or, or how you're trying to build your business? Definitely, definitely, I work with a lot of first-time home buyers, um, but I also a lot of referrals from my family that did, that currently own yeah. and wants to upsize or downsize. Um, so I've worked with people who are also not first-time home buyers. Nice, nice. Do you find that, especially with you know the younger generation now um, that, that are graduating, you know, college and getting jobs, do you find that real estate is becoming more? I guess appealing or like sexy in terms of investing where, you know, before it was like, oh, you're a stock trader, you're this, you're that. Now it seems like real estate's really kind of part of pop culture even. Yeah, I, I am seeing that. And I also think social media has a lot to do with that too, because you see a lot of people on Instagram or Facebook and that talk about investing yeah. and like Robert Kiyosaki, I he actually he was on my timeline. <laughs> no way. Yeah, so I I come across some of his videos, and I know a lot of people that also have listened to his his um, his interviews. So I feel like that has a big influence. Is it making your job a lot easier? You think in terms of real estate, like people's familiarity with the process, or just kind of some of the terms? Like I, I know for myself, growing up, it wasn't something that I, I gravitated towards. So. You know, that home buying process just seemed to be like something very foreign to me. But now it seems like it's everywhere, right? Do you, yeah. do you think it's helping you out in that sense? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not a, not a, you're still having to do a lot of educating. Yeah, because I I, I find that sometimes since since everything is on the internet, but there's a whole um, explanation behind everything. So sometimes kind of people or do you feel like it maybe works against you sometimes like people yes. come in too educated yeah <laughs> it's role. you hire yeah. me for a reason exactly what, what are some of those stories where you're just having to like well i guess how do you manage that right when someone comes in and it, it is maybe a little aggressive for you when you're like wait you hired me for a reason and here you are you know now kind of trying to run the show right yeah yeah 
Definitely. So, so can you tell me a little bit how, how you manage those types of situations? I think just having that communication with your clients. I, I'm just a firm believer in just communicating because I think that's really important. Um, I, our business is heavily on just communication and having that relationship with your client. So... I mean, I know it's, it's a, you, know, you say it, communication, and that's so important, but do you find that in the industry, and I know I've, I've heard stories, but I want to hear your take on it, is um, the lack of communication from some of the realtors that you work with. Like, you know, how, how does that complicate things when you don't have good communication, whether it be, you know, with your clients or with other realtors, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a struggle when the other realtor is not very communicative, just because if your client's asking you a question that only the listing agent knows, you kind of just have to hunt them down and just keep stalking them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's really not any kind of like etiquette across the board, right? I mean, it's usually when when you're in your own office, like there's an etiquette there, right? But mm-hmm. when you start dealing with others, you don't know what you're getting necessarily, right? Yeah. How, how do you manage those types of relationships where maybe communication is more difficult? And, and I'm asking just because, you know, I'm sure there are realtors listening that probably want the same thing, you know, like, or, yeah, I can't stand the fact that I'm trying to reach out to these realtors and they're just they're so unresponsive, they're this, they're that. How do you manage that between not receiving what you need from other agents, but then also having to communicate that with your clients, right? You're, you're, you're managing two relationships here because mm-hmm. of, one person's kind of lack of communication. How, how do you personally manage that? I don't know. I guess just... Just continue to hound them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then going back to your clients, I mean, it's got to be frustrating, though, that if, if you're not receiving what you need, that, you, that you're not giving them what they need, too, right? Yeah. How, how do you manage that particular relationship with your clients when it's just kind of out of your control? Like when they're not necessarily happy. Yeah, like they're not happy because of the process. You're like, well, it's not really my fault, right? Like, and then yeah. you don't want them to leave. So, have you ever been in that situation, or has that not come up yet for you? I have, and I mean, like you said, there's really not much I can do. So, I think just educating them and just, you know, just talking to them and having that communication um, is important. I couldn't agree more. I mean, people just want to know where, where they're at, right? Yeah. So when you when when 2020 you know came about and ever, like there was this you know I guess a housing crisis, right? For lack of a better term, in the sense that there wasn't a lot available. How did you shift your marketing? How did you shift you know the way that you communicated to uh, be responsive and be out there with what little inventory there was? Like how I how you managed that? Yeah. Oh, okay. The pandemic. Uh, well, I just explained to my clients that with COVID, inventory is low. There's some sellers that are not really comfortable putting their house on the market. Um, and eventually they started to understand because they would see themselves on Zillow that there was really nothing on the market. It wasn't like I just pur- I was purposely not sending them <laughs> right. properties. Right. Do you find like a lot of people were moving out of state or wanting to as a result of it? Yeah. Yeah. And also moving into Chicago. Really? Yeah. My sister, she's from San Diego and she just recently moved to Chicago. No way. Yeah. So is it a lot just because like in California, a lot of the rules and just the cost of living, like what was, wow, you hear so much being from Chicago that people are leaving, right? What, what were the reasons that you hear about people wanting to move here specifically? Family. Wow. That was my sister's reason because she was in San Diego all by herself. Yeah. Um, and her whole family is here 
in Chicago. So she just kind of felt alone. And with quarantine, and she's been working from home, so she just felt lonely and she just wanted to be closer with, to family. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so many people working from home, right? Like part of the culture now, do you find that a lot of your clients share that with, you know, working from home and, you know, that being a big reason why they want to make a move is because their circumstances have changed with work? Yes, because of space and some people, they just want their actual office space versus just a corner somewhere in their room or in, in the living room. Given your eye for design, what do you think like the future house looks like given that we may be moving more towards a virtual work environment, right? Unless, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess in general the house and then also I'll ask another question after you answer that, but about the, the commercial needs then as a result of it, right? But first, where do you see just kind of from a design standpoint, maybe the, the modern home evolving to because of working from home and being virtual? Um, probably very futuristic. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> in what way? Um, in Chicago, because I feel like the, the architectural design here is very different than California. For sure, for yeah. sure. Well, I guess what I'm asking is less, less about what architecturally looks like, you know, based on regions, but more so as the human condition that now we're working from home. Right. Like, obviously, it's much probably more difficult to have a pool here in Chicago, but yeah. we still have our summers and people still do. But, like, you know, what is it that you see changing because people are now moving from, hey, I was in a one bedroom, but now I'm, you know, working from home and this doesn't work for me. So I need bigger space. But how do you see that kind of evolving in terms of the design of, of, of houses in the future? Probably more outdoor space or just having um, a den. A den. Like, yeah. Like a workspace, more or less. Yeah, like a workspace. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, for me personally, what I've seen a lot of in terms of like just relationship wise is that people are having a difficult time being, you know, close to one another. Do you find yeah. that that's a, a big thing with your clients? Well, a lot of my clients, they live in condos or they're still renting. So yeah. they're they're in an apartment. So they're some some of them are sharing a bedroom with their brother and they want their own room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I guess for you personally, where do you see um, the real estate, your real estate career evolving to? Like, is, do you just want to stay residential or do you see that uh, evolving more commercial? Do you want to stay in Chicago? Like, what are the plans for Justine? I definitely want to stay in Chicago. Um, I also want to stick to residential, but in the future, I do want to get into investing myself. Investing in, in what way? Properties. Well, I mean, oh. like, but it, what are you going to do with them? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> rental on, properties. You gotta tell them, what does this mean? <laughs> you know, what, what about if people are listening, right? And, and they yeah. go, so, so if Justine's investing, what does that, what, what does investing mean? Well, kind of like my stepdad, I guess he owned buildings and he had them rent it out and it's gotcha. his stream of income. Uh, so, I mean, he's doing pretty good. He's retired. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but that would be something that you would do on your own, right? Yes. So would that still be, would you still be selling real estate? Like how would that change your, um, you know, what you serve, how you service your clients? Yeah, I was, I would definitely still be selling real estate. I don't plan on stopping. So that you, you don't feel like it would impact you in that regard? Uh Probably not. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I guess for me, investing in real estate, it seems like, you know, a lot when you're having to rent out, right? How, do you have experience? You, like, like, it just seems like it's a, it could be a full-time job if yeah. you're not managing it correctly. 
yeah, like having maybe having a property manager would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't plan on having 20, 20, 20 buildings. Now, when it comes to what you do, I guess, personally, how do you how do you get clients? How do how do clients find out about you? You know, how, how do you market yourself uh, to your community? Social media, my network, my family, word of mouth. Um, also, previous renters that you convert into buyers. Oh, so you did a lot of uh, leasing as well? Yeah, and I'm still doing a lot of leasing. Oh, wow. So how much of your business is leasing versus purchase? I would say it's 50-50. Oh, no way. Yeah. So is that, how, I guess, that seems to be like a great funnel for you from a rental standpoint. Yeah, definitely. How do people find you in terms of the rental prop- property part? Uh, well, with Berkshire Hathaway, we have our own lead source. So that helps out. Gotcha. Well, what's the biggest thing you want people to know that are listening in terms of, you know, I, I'm looking for a realtor. There's all these real, t- retail, or real estate broker profiles uh, of individuals. Why Justine? Why would I hire Justine? My first listing, uh, the seller left a lot of his stuff in, in the property. And my managing broker actually told me, it's not your job to, you know, put away his stuff from in, in the house. He needs to hire a junk removal. But I kind of just looked at it as I'm just helping out and it's nothing crazy. It was just boxes. I was I was pretty much throwing away the stuff in the property. Not all of them. Obviously, the heavy stuff, I, I left it to him. To, Which you couldn't do, right? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't lift it. And he also told me he, he didn't want me to to hurt myself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it sounds like you have you, you do care a lot. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing I'm hearing is that you care yeah. about your clients. I really do. Yeah, I can hear that. Well, if you're listening and Justine sounds like someone that you want to connect with or hire as your realtor, I would encourage you to reach out to her. There's a form below that you can contact her directly. But Justine, thank you so much for coming in, sharing your story and your energy, positive energy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.